0: Government agents, scientists, soldiers, master criminals. Random pocket snake, which is... (laughs)
1: Random pocket (laughs) snake.
0: Monsters. So, Swamp Thing's power is that he's really good at throwing people. ...belong in this swamp. Only one thing does. The Swamp Thing.
2: Uh, how come the formulas in these movies are always neon green?
1: Uh huh. Here comes, kind of trouble.
0: In the incredible adventure that grows on you, or all over you, the adventures of the Swamp Thing.
1: He took off his mask like a Scooby-Doo villain.
0: Comic book legend lives. Just be the bad guy. You don't have to be mm-hmm. a different face watch a few movies take a few notes
1: (laughs) it was fun.
0: (laughs) you know with comic book movies being all the rage these days we decided to try our hand at talking about one of them no it's not marvel or batman or or, or superman or the suicide squad no we're talking about swamp thing and when i say we i do mean myself included because i'll be joining the dolls as we talk hey wait where are you going no please come back no it's gonna be great i promise Summer, Toy, the show. I need
2: to get the fans. Hi guys, welcome back to the Dolls of Horror Podcast. I'm Summer. And I'm Tori. And tonight we are welcoming back our special guest, producer Jesse, also known as Alexa. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad you keep perpetuating that nickname. It's uh you, it's doing me. You will wonder.
2: always be our Alexa.
0: <laughs> well, it's good to be back in the talking chair as opposed to the uh, producer chair
2: yeah no I was I was excited because it was we had so much fun talking on ice cream man
0: I agree it was it was a great uh, it was a great experience and I was glad to uh, contribute and happy to awesome
2: okay so if you want to hear Jesse's backstory on his horror journey go listen to our ice cream Man episode but we're just going to jump right in tonight with 1982's Swamp Thing. So guys, this was a first time watch for both of you, right?
0: Yes. I had seen pieces of it when I was uh much younger. This movie came out when I was uh, about 4 years old and I think maybe maybe when I was closer to like 9 or 10 years old, I probably caught it like on tv or something or maybe my dad was Mm -hmm. watching it but i don't remember much of it there were tiny little snippets of it that looked familiar but for the most part it i really didn't remember most of it
2: yeah and uh i made tori watch this one she goes huh (laughs) i think that was the literal text that she sent me was huh that's the perfect (laughs) reaction
0: for this movie because that was my takeaway when i just finished it this morning Was,
2: huh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of grew up with this one. It wasn't the first one that I would gravitate towards to watch, but when it was on USA or TNT or something like that, I would always just watch it.
0: Do you know offhand, because I know that you are the uh, Fun Facts uh, Archivist um, (laughs) Champion. Thank you. Thank you. Do you know if where in the writing history for Wes Craven this movie falls as far as just what he's done prior to this?
2: Yeah. I mean, mostly. So this was actually after Last House on the Left, but before A Nightmare on Elm Street. So he was already known for The Last House on the Left, but he wasn't quite famous yet for. The greatness of Freddy Krueger. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So he was just still trying to get his footing in this one. This was actually a DC comic before. Okay. Way before it was a movie. So this was comic book a mo- uh, comic book movie essentially that he tried to throw some horror into. I think. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Now I personally have never actually read the comics. Yeah, yeah I'm not, I, I'm
0: not, I knew that it was based off of a comic. I I had not watched it either. It's it's funny too because as you said, it was a comic. It was originally inspired by a comic and then mm-hmm. made into a movie. And what I and then you said he tried to throw some horror elements into it, which I agree with all of that. But what's but what makes this movie interesting is that the tone is just all over the map with this movie. It just kind of yeah. can't decide yeah. how you want to feel while you're watching it.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like, is it funny? Is it scary? Is it an action movie? It's like all of those things.
2: It it really is. I loved it that it was trying to be a horror movie, but they couldn't show any gore because was it PG or PG-13? So it was like it was trying to be a horror movie, but like with Gremlins, they couldn't show anything. Yeah. (laughs) Right?
0: Yeah, it wasn't really too gory at all. Yeah.
2: It's going to be fun talking about our favorite kill because I have a reason for mine. <laughs> so, guys, if you haven't uh, seen Swamp Thing before, the basic synopsis is, after a violent incident with a special chemical, Dr. Alec Holland, a research scientist, is turned into a swamp plant monster thing. and. I told Tori that I was going to call him Swampy through the entire episode. Okay. (laughs) Uh (laughs) So I'm just going to stay. And it's even in my notes. I just kept writing Swampy.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's fitting.
2: It really is. So he's Swampy. Well, I mean, I don't know. You you probably had not, Tori, but... Did you guys ever see Return of the Swamp Thing or something like that?
1: No, I haven't, but I have heard of it. Right. Somebody told me it was better than the first one.
2: It's different. It, they go for the comedy on it. Yeah. It's more comic booky, in my opinion. Okay. And, yeah, it's cute. It has Heather Locklear in it and Louis Jordan, again, reprises his role as Arcane. And the same person who played the Swamp Thing plays it. In this one as well, the same stunt guy. But it's a lot funnier. But it's so funny in one of these scenes when the Heather Locklear character first meets him. She goes, you're a plant man, aren't you?
1: Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) And And I, that line always made me laugh out loud. Um so, this one stars Adrian Barbeau as Cable, Ray Weiss as Dr. Alec Holland, David Hess as Ferret, Louis Jordan as Arcane. This was written and directed by Wes Craven, but the DC comic is written by Bernie Wrightson and Len Wein, and that was in 1971 that the comic was written. Okay. okay.
0: So, not too far removed so, from guys, the movie then.
2: No, no. It was- not nine years, uh, maybe eight with the, with the filming.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Right about yeah, just uh, just under a decade. Yeah.
2: So, favorite kill, guys.
0: Fatality. Jesse. Um, well, like you mentioned, it's it was hard to really measure what my favorite kill was because. Not a lot of people died in this movie, All right so i would say i would say probably just because it was kind of over the top and very goofy and <laughs> how they got there and everything was was the final fight with um with with the transformed uh Ritter and the fact that he how it was the fact that Ritter's trying to kill Swamp Thing with a sword in the swamp which mm-hmm. like made me laugh out loud because I'm like what are <laughs> you doing
2: yeah I and, laughed out loud too <laughs>
0: and then he finally got the upper hand and he uh killed him in the swamp and then of course then the cliched comic book ending when he's talking to cable it's like it's over you know that's mm-hmm. that just kind of Brought me back to my childhood, as far as whenever there was a big action thriller scene or whatever, and you don't know if it's over, so the movie has to tell you. and <laughs> There you are.
2: I know, right? That's that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, <laughs> yes. Yeah, like this, this movie has shades of the comic book in it, in that sort of way, all throughout, right?
0: <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, it's. It was weird because, I mean, for I guess you could call it an origin story as far as his um, coming into being as as uh, Swamp Thing. He his powers kind of just organically get revealed, which I thought was a nice touch. But it was also, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it was also kind of convenient when they were showing them because in the beginning, I actually wrote a note because. Um, all the way up until, you know, maybe three quarters into the movie, I was just saying to myself, "So Swamp Thing's power is that he's really good at throwing people."
2: That's yes. Pretty much all he was <laughs>
0: doing in the beginning of the movie as Swamp Thing, and, but then he had the power of, I guess, bringing people back to life and
1: in healing
2: and yeah,
0: growing an arm back by touching sunbeams. So I mean, like he's got he's got some stuff going on for him. I I appreciated that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: tori what about your favorite kill
1: i really di- couldn't pick a favorite kill Two in- well here's <laughs> the thing here's what i'm gonna say
2: no but this one was hard because there weren't that many
1: yeah so i'm gonna go ahead and say that it wasn't actually a kill
2: uh-huh
1: oh well, yeah but, it, but technically it was right but uh, whatever he gets set on fire and uh-huh. jumps into the swamp yeah, because he kill it kills him as a human, but he reemerges as a swamp thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. with a horrible costume. So yeah, that was my, that's what I'm gonna go with. I told you I was gonna talk about the costume. Yes, <laughs> so that's what, that's what I'm gonna go with. Awesome. And to touch on Jesse's, I have no clue what that other dude transformed into, or why he decided to jump down in the hole with a sword and then come out the other side. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, man. This is this has gone off the rails. <laughs> this is this is an episode of Dolls of Horror. They're just throwing shit in there. <laughs> it it <laughs> really was, is.
0: And it was great because his motivation, the <laughs> the whole motivation of Ritter taking the serum, he was saying to Swamp Thing, he was trying to deduce. Like this is a brand new f- formula that they discovered that was creating some very weird unstable reactions in like plants obviously and Swanthing himself and then that mm-hmm. other guy who he uh, inadvertently gave the formula to kind of kind of underhanded there just so they could see yeah. what would happen to him and then he turns into this tiny guy and based on just this tiny little data set that was enough for him to say well, if it just amplifies who you are inside, because that's what Swamp Thing was basically concluding, with not a lot of evidence to go on himself. Mm-hmm. He, he just goes, oh, so if you're really smart, then it would make you super duper smart, huh? And then he just drinks the formula. <laughs> like, really? Like, how smart <laughs> are you?
2: Super duper smart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, a little, little ironic there.
2: Super duper. What, what, what was that? Did
1: they actually say "super duper"? No,
0: that was no, that was me. Being okay, them. I was gonna say,
1: did I miss that?
0: <laughs> no, I was. <laughs> it would have was...
2: been much better if they had. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just that was that's just me uh, being sarcastic toward that scene because it was like how quickly they had to get the the whole you know the the main bad guy he like he's got to undergo a version of transformation and any of these transformation comic book. Uh, Movies it's always got to be like Oh now the villain's got a hold of the power Too and look at what he's become You know it's Mm -hmm, that's uh, that's just so Like that's that's the way it is and that's Fine I have no problem with that but They kind of rushed the motivation On him where it was just like Hmm okay I've seen it work on you Uh this my One guy who looks horribly disfigured Now and then a couple Houseplants um I think we're good (laughs) To go I think I'm gonna drink this stuff
2: (laughs) Yeah not enough testing. Not enough testing.
0: <laughs> exactly. <Mm-mm.
2: laughs> I just had a thought. When they finally come out with the vaccine for the coronavirus, what if it has some, some adverse effects like this? <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Okay. Well, if there's a vaccine for the coronavirus that turns me into a wolfman that's sword happy, then, I mean, I'm all for it. Like, let's just let's shoot me up with that stuff. Come oh on. God. Let's see what happens. <laughs>
2: Okay, so my favorite kill is Ferret, played by David Hess. And it's my favorite because it's so ridiculous. So Swampy grabs Ferret by the top of the head, and his eyes are going back and forth, to and fro, right? Mm -hmm. They're just darting, and I'm like, what? Is that really what happens when someone grabs the top of your head? (laughs) (laughs) And then he falls followed by a very comical shaking of one hand before it goes limp. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like shake 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 crash.
0: That was the other thing I remember too or that I loved about this movie and it reminded me, you know, because it was uh, set in what well, it was uh, 1982. It mm-hmm. they they did the whole like I, the, the way they dec- they quote unquote declared that they are dead with the limp arm, they did that multiple times in multiple scenes uh-huh. with different characters. It's like, uh, where you your body, you're like you're up and then limp arm, and yeah, you're that's, so. When you said that, that was very funny. It totally reminded me of um, of that one, and then um, the the fake death of of Cable. That when she got brought back to life, she did he did the same thing where he held up her arm and then she just limps back down to the ground.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Well, I mean, that's the curse of a PG thirteen movie.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Unfortunately.
2: Unfortunately.
0: Yeah. It's. It, it was very. It was very live theater style. Is what I. What I
2: appreciate. Oh my it. gosh! It's true. It's true. <laughs> that's what. That is what we do, isn't it? <laughs> 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 okay. So. I mean, Kill Creativity, since there weren't many kills, plus you didn't get to see really any of them. Mm -hmm. Plus the fact that it was a comic. I mean, I don't know how closely they stuck to the origin story of the actual comic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so I don't know if they were following the comic for the... scenes like they did for tales from the crypt because for tales from the crypt the show a lot of the scenes were storyboarded from the actual comic that was what they did they just used that as a guide so i don't know how close this was to the comic but i know that i know several people that um loved the comic but i hadn't had a chance to get in touch with them so So that'd be something interesting if you guys know let us know how close is this to the comic Jesse,
0: what were you saying? Oh, you you basically said it right before I was about to. I was just gonna say if you've seen if you've read the comic and you're listening to right. this, please let us know how accurate yes. the movie was to the original source material.
2: Cause I'm really curious, I really am. <clears throat> okay. Special effects. Now I gotta talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so excited for this one. Um <laughs> so Swampy's costume. When he gets his arm cut off was literally the worst.
0: <laughs>
2: in in what way? You could see his arm underneath his suit. Uh-huh. Oh, in that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought you you thought I meant when he was actually getting? No, I mean after when he's walking around with no arm, and you can see his arm. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's
0: kinda like doing that that trick when you're a kid where you like pull your arm um through the sleeve of your of uh-huh. your jacket and you're just like, Oh my god, my arm's missing you know, and it's it was like that kind that's of mm-hmm.
2: Yes, that's exactly it. And I'm thinking, What's Craven boo, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well that's why I asked that where was... in
0: his in his writing history this was, because I feel like he was taking some chances to kind of just Work with stuff and I'm not saying it, like He did a bad job or anything but you could Definitely tell that his Craft had gotten so much Better like later on down the line And so I was just wondering What he had done prior to this because You could just tell that he was just kind of Just throwing ideas into this movie Like eh, let's just see if this works It, it It's kind of how I felt What he was doing with this particular Movie and you know it's, it's It is what it is it's not a big deal I just noticed that
2: yeah, and this one was kind of... I mean, it was different than Wes Craven's other movie because The Last House on the left was incredibly gruesome and very gritty. So this felt more like it was trying to be tamer, but also more of a studio film. I could see that. This last, yeah, because Last House on the left, I don't know if you all have seen it, the original, but it, it was... Very, very rough, like, as far as film quality goes.
0: But wasn't that by design, though, like, that it was trying to go for something gritty? Or are you, or maybe I'm misunderstanding what you're talking about.
2: It could possibly be by design, but I think it's just because there wasn't any money.
0: Oh, you're talking about actual production values. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. No, the subject matter aside, the actual how it was filmed and what it looked like
1: mm-hmm.
2: was very, very rough. hmm so, this one was like, yes, okay, we're we're big time now. We're going to be a big studio film. That's like, wah wah. <laughs> 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 and then two years later, he came back with *The Nightmare on Elm Street*, and it was like, yes, we found our sweet spot, right?
0: <laughs> right, you know, and you know, sometimes that happens. I mean, not everybody, mm-hmm. you know, who who writes who 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 has almost legendary status in some form of media was perfect their entire career so right I mean...
2: exactly so and a few other things i had to say about the special effects were uh how come the formulas in these movies are always neon green <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, like this is uh, tori how mm-hmm. many times how many mm-hmm. times have we seen a movie in the last year that whether it's Doctor Giggles, uh-huh. Re- Reanimator, re-animator uh-huh. or I mean, I just saw a, a kid's movie. Okay. It's a ki- it's a kid's movie. It's a Hallmark movie, okay? Um, called I think it was called The Dog Who Saved Halloween, right? And oh it had gosh. Lance Lance Hendrickson in it and lance is like the evil scientist guy right and he his formula is neon green too. oh my gosh <laughs> and i just saw that yesterday and i'm like well how come it's always neon green how come yeah. it can't be yellow or hot pink i mean and i or yeah and i
1: think there's an episode of goosebumps uh oh yeah where there was it
2: was neon green everything is it's yeah. always always neon green i mean uh-huh. maybe not always always but so many times it's neon green
0: that's actually a really good point. I wonder if if there's got to be some kind of article or something about that being a movie trope, where you know, weird chemical, uh, mystery chemical for whatever, you know, MacGuffin right. or whatever. It's always neon green, you know. So right. Hmm. Uh mm-hmm.
2: huh. Yes, and like I said, it's always the neon shade. It's not even like another kind of green. It's always mm-hmm. neon and glowing. Mm-hmm. Just once I would love to see like a hot pink or a bright orange maybe. <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: I mean, it would be yeah, a yellow, a little, a nice, little variety. A nice yellow. Although I mean and not to take away from this um observation because I agree with it, but it's it works for this movie because it's, you know, plant themed, so at least the green right, right, works right, right. there. Yeah,
2: true. Right.
0: I did like and on the and on the fact that we're talking about special effects there were some very cheesy special effects in this movie, but I did mm-hmm. really appreciate before Swamp Thing came into being, when they were just testing out the formula, the fact that the they had the shot of, they put the stuff on some of the plans and it was, some of it was thrown on the ground by her hand, by the way, that they never even yeah. like, mentioned the fact that it's like, Hey, I have no idea what this uh, substance does. And I'm a scientist. Let me just reach in here and throw some on the ground.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly.
0: but I did, but I did like the special effects of how they in just you know a few or a couple minutes, they would cut back to it, and um, I thought my the, my favorite special effect, as far as like a really cool touch, was when they had the plant on the desk and they put a the couple drops into the beaker that the plant was sitting in, and then when it came back to it, it had like sprouted so much and the roots were so heavy that uh-huh. they lifted up the plant, they lifted the whole table. I thought that was a really cool effect. That was my favorite <laughs> yeah. part. Mm.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I love. I loved what he said to Cable where she's like, well, how long is it going to take? Like she has something better to do right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what do you want it to do? Jump out of the beaker and dance the Tandango? Yeah. <laughs> <Wow. laughs>
0: and I was actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually had the question in mind. Is, it was, was Cable brought into the, uh, the scenario as a scientist? Is she a scientist? Is that what her purpose was because i didn't really get a clear reading on why she was there i know she was replacing someone but was she replacing another scientist who got eaten by an alligator and he just glossed over that or (laughs) or was she replacing that
2: happens out there
0: right but he the the guy who was telling her that was just so nonplussed by it it was just yeah well the alligator got the guy who came before you she was
1: there to she was there like fix the computers or something or something so okay. That's what I got from it. Okay. Yeah. Be-
0: because if she was, cause my point is, is, if she came in as a scientist or a place, then, and like that comment just didn't make any sense because scientists don't yeah. go, like, come on, work really fast. Like, <laughs> scientists don't do <laughs> yeah. that. So, anyway.
2: Right. No, you're exactly right. Um, do you guys have anything else to add on effects? Mm-mm. No, All we right. covered it. Okay, so. Epic
1: Lime. Sounds good. Right, I have a runner-up, and it paid awesome. me because it made me think of you. <laughs> and I, I love it when it that, to start like that. I even wrote that down. I said, "This is summer." <laughs> okay, I have two. And it's I want to see. Probably mine. <laughs>
0: I have two. I, I want. I want Tori to go first, but I have yes, two, and too. I want to <laughs> see if either of you will pick either of the ones that I chose because I I appreciated both of them very much. Okay, continue. Okay
1: whenever they're talking about her going out and looking or something looking at the one that got damaged or something by the alligator whenever the guy was getting eaten Mm -hmm. Um, she says me in the swamps (laughs) and I was like that's Summer she's like what? (laughs) I'm not, you want me to go out there? what about that sensor out in sector 3?
2: right, uh, get somebody to take you out there and take a look
1: me? in the swamps? And then, and it did get me because once she does go out there, they're not um, wearing—I don't know what they're called—rubber boots, the rubber, the rubber suspenders that fishermen wear. They're just going, they're just going in their clothes, right? Walking through, walking through waist-high swamp. (laughs) Like, okay, gross. Yeah. So, and then my other, and that reminded me of you, Summer. And then my other Uh epic line—it was kind of more like a conversation. That kid cracked me up i don't I don't like that kid i mean he was he, he was i don't know man, that kid was odd, but
0: <laughs> oh Jude? he
1: said, yeah, that kid that was running the gas station mm-hmm. or store or whatever mm-hmm. it was i i i says, liked
0: him i loved i loved the fact that he his
1: dry humor mhm yeah.
0: Yeah, he 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 played the part of. It was almost like that role was assigned to like some old man that was just mm-hmm. like like this. Has been his entire <laughs> life was working this gas station, and so like I've yeah. seen it all. The kid is like twelve years old or thirteen years old, and he's got mm-hmm. like and that he's kind so of unimpressed
2: wizard. by everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Well, because he's a local, so he's seen a lot of shit. Yeah, and the kid was actually a local.
1: Yeah. Oh okay. So he says. The actor. Mm-hmm. So he says. Is there a gun in here? What kind Mm -hmm. of place do you think this is? Of course there is. (laughs)
2: Because it was like he was
1: going in the opposite direction of there being a gun there. And then he's like, of course there is. So it's like, okay. Is there a gun here? What kind of place do you think this is? Of course there is. That's not... And then... She's like, oh, this thing's like an antique, and then she shoots it and it explodes in her hand. It's like, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my Again, god. very comic booky. Yes, yes, I can imagine the little pals and the little, you know, little very, action very... bubbles. The little action bubbles that are,
2: yeah, yep. So that those are my two. Well, neither of those are mine, though. You were very close on one. Okay. So, Jesse, did you want me to go first?
0: Uh yeah, you go first.
2: Okay. So I have a runner-up, and I have my epic. Okay. So my runner-up was was Jude, and it's the the epic conversation where he's talking to Cable after she gets away and runs and leaves him behind. And he's saying, I'm not staying back there while they're shooting the place up and blah, blah, blah. And then he says, what happened to that thing when she wrecks the car? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, it, uh, hit a tree yeah he's like "Uh uh-huh it must have (laughs) been one of those hit and run kind of trees (laughs) yeah yeah because the tree tree ain't there now (laughs) but your car is wrecked yeah
1: happened to that thing it uh hit a tree Uh uh-huh must be one of those hit and run kind of trees don't seem to be there now
2: um my epic epic line though is very close to what Tori said. Okay. It was the line where she's actually in the swamp in the boat. And she says, I hate the swamps, hate bugs, hate things without legs.
0: <laughs> like the swamps?
2: Hate the swamps. Hate bugs. Hate things without legs.
0: Meet mm, this freak, huh?
2: You could eat off my kitchen floor. You could eat off the swamp. Bugs have legs. She's she's saying everything. Hate the swamps, hate bugs, and hate things without legs. <laughs> Meaning that, snakes. That was like that. one oh, of the two oh, that oh. I
0: chose. <laughs> that <laughs> that I I but but just to continue from that part, I loved that, but then immediately after that, um what was um what was the uh swamp thing's name before he when he was still human? Doctor Alec. Alec, thank you. And he goes Oh, you neatness freak? And she goes, you could eat off my kitchen floor. And he goes, you could eat Mm -hmm. off the swamps. I'm like, what does that even mean (laughs) as a comeback? (laughs) Eat off of the swamps? So anyway. But yeah, that was one of my two. So I'm glad that you, um, I'm I'm glad that I was on the same brainwave. Because I had a feeling that, I'm like, I feel like Summer's going to choose this one. But (laughs) The G-line? The the one that you just said about the, I hate swamps, I hate things without lights. So
2: yeah. Yes, I mean, if you've listened to the shows previously, I think I've picked a similar epic line at least twice before. I know I did the one in Ticks, and I think I've done a similar one with a similar sentiment in another one. I can't remember which episode. So yeah, (laughs) that's pretty easy one to guess for me.
0: So my, so you got the one. And then the other one that this line legitimately made me laugh out loud. The rest of them, there were some good lines that I, you know, maybe smiled at or whatever. But this one legitimately made me laugh out loud because of the delivery. They were. Mm-hmm. It was after Swamp Things reveal, and the the militia, whose purpose I still haven't quite figured out what it was in this in this uh, movie, but the militia is trying to chase down cable and figure out what swamp thing is and like kill him and everything and there's all this chaos and everything and and then among all the chaos one of the one of the guys with a fully automatic uh rifle uh, across the swamp shoots what he thinks is a swamp thing and it turns out to be one of his dudes and and then they you know scramble is like oh my god I totally killed a guy or whatever and so then they're in the field and and it's between Ferret and um, the other guy, the guy who gets transformed at the end. I uh, forgot his name. Bruno. And he goes, he goes, um, where's Danny? Where's Willie? And then Bruno goes, maybe Willie's with Tyrone. Danny shot Tyrone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just the delivery was just perfect. Like, just so matter of fact, Danny shot Tyrone. We don't need to look for him anymore. <laughs> Where's Danny? Where's Willie? Maybe Willie's with Tyrone. Danny shot Tyrone. Oh,
2: yeah. I love it. (laughs) So, let's talk some cinematography, okay? Now, our cinematographer is Robbie Greenberg. And I've seen a lot of his stuff. He goes back. He goes back, back, back. Um, This is one of his first things, I believe. But he did the cinematography for the Patsy Cline story uh, titled Sweet Dreams. That was an Oscar-nominated movie. And he did Free Willy and Fools Rush In and The Santa Claus Part Mm 3. And my favorite of these, Save the Last Dance, because, you know, dancing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what I really liked about the cinematography and how they made it look more like a comic book was the transitions between the scenes. Did you guys notice that?
0: Oh, I, the, you mean like the, the the wipes, the vertical wipes? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. I, I did. I like that.
2: Right. So, yeah, in between the scenes, Tori, they would – I don't even know how to describe it. But it made it look like you're turning a page, basically. Right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. i i liked I liked how they did that to remind you that this is a comic.
0: Yeah, it was it was it was kind of a nice touch because it it kind of like it hammered in the that feel like like you just said like you're mm-hmm. you're watching a comic book movie and it mm-hmm. when when that happened it kind of gave you that little like oh yeah that's cool like that's the, the, right. the two like I think it happened twice maybe maybe another one after that. But yeah, those two times, I was like, this is really cool. I, I just thought that was, it was very yeah. subtle. They didn't really, you know, they didn't really go crazy with it. And it was a nice, yeah, I thought, they, I thought they did that quite well.
2: And it was so subtle. Like, I didn't notice it until I was picking apart the movie until just now. I never paid attention to it. And then it was like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> so it was completely subtle. Mm-hmm. Is Tori didn't even notice it and mm-hmm. I didn't notice it until recently and I've watched this movie many times over the past twenty or thirty years. Oh wow. Yeah. So but it's it's fun. It's fun. I'll have to take a shot of it and send it to you, Tori, so you can see what I'm talking about. Okay. Now the the compositions and the music in this, this is also something I never paid attention to until I was doing this homework and I'm listening to it as I'm watching it and I said, Dude, how come this sounds like Friday the thirteenth? Okay, and, I didn't realize that. Right. And then I I mean it sounded really, really, really similar. Not the ch stuff, but the the tinkering of the piano that you'd hear every now and then in the Friday movies. And then of course I looked up who did the compositions and it's Harry Manfredini who did all the Friday the 13th. Movies. Of
0: course. Really cool.
2: I'm like this makes so much sense now.
0: That's really cool. Because
2: it it sounds exactly the same.
0: <laughs> I and I and I say that in a in a I did not know that way. By the way, that wasn't me being all smug or whatever. I did oh, not realize that's really cool. All sarcastic and shit. Right, <laughs> like that's really cool. I I did not know that. I yeah. I didn't even pick up on the any type of similarities between the score for this and the score for Friday the Thirteenth. So, like, right. really nice catch that you not only picked up on it, but then got it confirmed that it was the same composer. So that's pretty great.
2: Yes. See, I love Friday the thirteenth movies and Jason and I mean I love those way more than I love Swamp Thing. So I watched those so many times throughout the year, over and over again for thirty years, right? Mm-hmm. So I could basically recite the entire all the movies to you. I mean I I probably know them that well. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean I I heard it and I'm like, wait a second, and then Me being the Friday the 13th fan, I knew who Harry Manfredini was. So as soon as I saw his name in the credits, I'm like, of course. (laughs) That's why. (laughs) I didn't have to cross check who that was. I'm like, duh, okay. (laughs) Henry noticed it when I played it for him. I said, what does it sound like to you? He's like, Friday the 13th. I said, thank you. (laughs) Because he really likes the Jason movies as well. He's a Jason guy.
0: Okay, yeah. Do you know what I was going to actually... Uh, in relation, Henry's a Star Wars fan, right?
2: I think he's watching it right now, actually. <laughs> like, right now.
0: Um, so, just ask him when we're done with this. Ask him if he noticed, because I actually noted this in my, in my notes. Um, there was a part in the movie where they used the Wilhelm scream from... Star Wars or basically everything that uh, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg Have kind of done So I just want to know if he actually noticed it It was in one part with um, All of the um, explosions Basically the biggest action Portion of the movie with all Of the grenades and everything There was a use of the Wilhelm scream and I was like oh my god that's great So yeah I actually noted that So I just um, asked him if he He's seen this right
2: He's seen it, but I don't think he was paying that much attention.
0: Oh, okay. So that was just. I've made
2: him watch it with me, and I made him watch it a couple of Halloween's ago because they were airing it on TV. But I don't think he was paying that much attention. It was more like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But it was... I I made him listen to that to the score, and I said, hey, what does it sound like? <laughs> I was
0: gonna say like you're you're focusing on like the musical composition, and it like takes you back to you know your. Your earlier movie watching, he's like, "Oh, the a movie franchise that I'm very keen about is somehow feeling like being represented here. Really cool." And yeah. then all I'm just like, "Hey, that was that noise they made in Star Wars. Like, that was my that's my contribution to the <laughs> sounds and music." No, of this it's movie.
2: it's true. It's true. It's all relative, right?
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> mine's more of a nerd so... fact than anything.
2: <laughs> Shall we talk about some acting? Go for it. Tori, do you have anything you want to say about any of these peoples? Mm, No, I don't think I
1: recognized any of them. Or mistook them for anybody else.
0: (laughs) No Willy Wonka moments? Damn.
2: (laughs) I don't think that happened. You know, it's always great when that happens. (laughs) I told Henry about your Ron Jeremy incident. (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he said what (laughs) and then i showed him and then i showed him the picture he's like oh okay (laughs) Yeah. i don't think i told him i did i did tell him i don't think he remembers about your willy wonka incident though
1: Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) that's the best so what you've never seen like the fog i've seen it but it's been a very long time all right. Well, mm-hmm. our, our lead actress, Cable, is Adrienne Barbo. Okay. And she was the lead in The Fog. Well, not the lead, okay. but she was the radio DJ. Okay. In The Fog. She's also in Creepshow and Two Evil Eyes, Death House, Tales of Halloween. Okay. And, I mean, she's done basically everything. And so these are basically her horror credits. She was the voice of the computer in Carpenter's The Thing. And she was also in the new Swamp Thing television show, which I have not seen yet. Okay. Oh, cool. Did you guys, were you aware that there was a a TV show now? No. It started last year. I think it only ran 10 episodes, and I think they pulled it. It actually starred Virginia Madsen. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And, girl, Derek Mares, our, our Jason. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's swampy.
1: Okay.
2: So, I'm definitely going to watch it. But, yeah. um
0: I feel like this would yeah. be a good um, source material to do an episodic show on as opposed to just mm-hmm. one movie so that's that's kind of cool it's mm-hmm. too bad that it only lasted 10 episodes like you said though
2: right yeah so i haven't seen it so i don't know how good or not good it is but i really want to see it so i'm def- definitely going to be checking it out um uh, now the man who plays arcane lewis jordan henry recognized him right away from james bond's Octopussy. From 1983, wow. which is basically the same year almost, right? hmm And then when he told me that, I said, it makes so much sense that he peeled off his face like a Bond villain. Oh, my God. Right? No, no,
1: no, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no? I made a note about that.
2: Oh, please do. Tell me.
1: He did it like a Scooby-Doo villain. That too. <laughs> I mm-hmm. specifically wrote down he took off his mask like a Scooby-Doo villain. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs>
0: I I love that scene because um, like, I appreciated the fact, I actually texted Summer while I was watching it today and was referencing that scene because it happens very early on in the movie to a character that you barely see, so you have like no investment in this person whatsoever. You don't really know right. his. Right, I'm
2: like, who is this guy? Right, you don't
0: have, you don't know what really what his purpose is. Like he gives a kind mm-hmm. of a like a throwaway comment of like, I'm here to protect Alec or whatever stuff like that. And yeah. that, like that's literally all he really says about himself. And then suddenly it's like, oh, it's not this person. It's a different. Like I don't really care. Just be the bad guy. You don't have to be like a different face because I didn't have any emotional investment in, you know, random (laughs) random evil crocodile Dundee head guy, you know. So Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I know, right? Oh my gosh. (laughs)
0: That would have been great oh. if it was, like, in the third act. Like, you were going with him the right, whole right. time. And then he reveals, like, oh, I'm really this guy. Like, oh, okay. But, no, it's just, like, hi, I'm so-and-so. Oh, nice to meet you. Just kidding. You know, like.
2: <laughs> like, who cares? Okay?
0: Right.
2: Basically, I had to actually go back and say, who was that guy again? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> exactly my point. It's-
2: True. It's true. Everything you just said is completely true. Mm-hmm. Yes. It would make so much more sense to do it in the comic book sense to do it closer towards the end.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right? That was that was like, I appreciated that they were trying to go for something a little off the beaten path. So I, I wasn't like upset by it. I was just confused. Like, why do it now? <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Um, next, I have a Ray Weiss, who's also been in everything. Uh, he played Dr. Alec Holland before he turned into Swampy. And th- this man has, has done so much. He has 240 credits to his name. Wow. And, of course, that's just television and film. Who knows what other theater he's done? Uh, his other credits, most recently I've seen, were uh, Big Ass Spider, which we talked about. Previously, The Butterfly Room, Jeepers Creepers Part 2,
1: hmm.
2: and The Chase. Now, Swamp Thing was only his 11th role, so he was really, really green. But I think he did a great job Yeah, for being new onto the scene.
0: He was in uh, RoboCop, wasn't he? The original?
2: I'm pretty uh, sure. He's been, in so, he's been in so, so, so much. He's been in everything.
0: Okay, because I... I vaguely recall him having um a a side role in Robocop. I can't remember if he played one of the bad guys or if he was just kind of there. I think he played one of one of the bad guys in, in that movie. He was like one of the henchmen, but um but he like I saw his I'm like, You look so familiar and I couldn't put two and two together and didn't bother looking it up. But um anyway. Yeah,
2: he played Leon in Robocop. Oh, Leon okay. sounds like a bad guy name to me.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, so I'm not sure exactly who right. that was. But I'm pretty. Sure, I was like, I'm pretty sure I've seen that face in RoboCop.
2: Mm-hmm. Of course, the face was older a little bit, so a little bit. Yeah. Now, the guy who played Ferret was David Hess. He got his start in The Last House on the Left. He played Krug, and he was scary. He was. He was the main. Bad guy in Last House on the Left, and he did a little bit here and there. He passed away about ten years ago, but he did a movie that I saw recently on Tubi called Smash Cut, and that was really freaking bizarre. I like i I can't even tell you. It's just I watched. I went, huh, throughout the entire thing, and. He did one that I saw not too long ago called Body Count. But he was also a wonderful musician. And his music has been used in The Last House on the Left, Cabin Fever, and The Hateful Eight. All right. And so any, um, and I, anytime I hear, because I'm more familiar with his music than I am actually his screen, his acting stuff. So anytime I hear his music used, I'm like, there you go. Gone, but not forgotten, because his stuff's still being used. Now, the one who played Bruno Tori, he's mm-hmm. the one. He's the one that turned into the little guy. Okay, okay. We've seen him. We talked about him. He was in Blood Dolls. Okay. Mm-hmm. He that played. Makes, that makes sense. Yes, he played George Warbeck in Blood Dolls. The guy that was—I think he was the one that was working out. Okay. And I think that may have been my favorite kill, too. I don't remember. But, yeah, and he was also in Darkman, and he was in 1984's The Hills Have Eyes Part 2. We talked about Jude earlier. That's played by Reggie Bates, and he's a one and done. This is his only thing. Like I said, I think he was a local that I read somewhere. And they just put him in, and I'm sorry, not Bates. Bats is his name. But, yeah, they just put him in, and I liked him. I thought he was
0: fun. Yeah, I thought that's kind of surprising that this, that was his only role because I thought mm-hmm. he handled that role, like I said, uh, really well as somebody who, like, the role seemed to be written for just this grizzled old man who just has, has seen <laughs> it all. And, yeah, uh, he's just. He's just a kid and I thought that his delivery was really solid. So he was actually uh one of my favorite uh characters in the movie as far as um every time he said something it actually um it made sense. Like he was it was um it was it was well done. So yeah, that's surprising that this is the only thing he said.
2: Yes, and I can't find anything else on him. I don't know what he's doing now, I don't know how old he is. I there's there's nothing. I can't find anything. Um so yeah, so Going, Reggie Bats. <laughs> Swampy, you know, post transformation is played by Dick Durlock, and he also played Swampy in a few other roles, including the Return of the Swamp thing. But- and last but not least, I have Arcane's secretary, Tori. This was uh-huh. Mimi Craven. She was Wes Craven's former wife. Okay. She was in The Nightmare on Elm Street. She was in the hospital scene or not the hospital scene the um the sleep clinic scene okay so yeah um let's talk about some props oh yeah okay
1: (laughs) i want to hear what you guys have oh my gosh well i was debating between two of them okay but after your little rant about the green glowing liquid (laughs) i'm gonna go with the second one that i chose okay I really like the flower that sticks to the table. The big, it was a, a flower of some kind, but then yeah. it grabs onto the table and grows really strong. I'd like to have one of those. <laughs> like, can, like as a houseplant can, like, or? <laughs> yeah, where where it's stuck to the table and he tries to pick it up and it won't come off the table. Oh,
0: right. I just meant you said you'd like to have one of those. I mean, like as a houseplant, yeah. you'd like to have a houseplant mm-hmm. that just like forms to the table that. Would you just pick it up in that? Like the, the, the whole yeah. ensemble or just the plant? Because that would be cool. Just,
1: just the plant and the shelf that I put it on, it would be wrapped around it. Like wrapped around that shelf like it is the table. That would look cool. really
0: cool if I'm picturing it the yeah. same way that you are.
1: Yeah. yeah. It would just be that one piece. And it would obviously be part of my horror collection. So it would be in here amongst all my horror stuff on my shelf, wrapped around the shelf. And I definitely think it would be a conversation piece. <laughs> it's it would definitely tough. start the conversation <laughs> To just be mixed in with all the horror stuff uh-huh. so, uh, What's <laughs> yeah. with the
0: plan? <laughs> Funny you should mention that yeah. so. <laughs> Show the You the could put
2: weapon. it next to your yellow raft from Jaws Yeah I, could. <laughs> I then, still want to get one of
1: those and hang it and frame it
0: And then what you could yes. do is you could get a little beaker And find a way to get the neon green color solution, just kind of put it next to the plant. And just so if anybody asks, like, what's up with the plant, you'd be like, yeah. well, check out this liquid. Don't drink any of it. <laughs> yeah, but
2: Don't throw any yeah. on the ground either, okay? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, it would actually be nice to have the flower,
1: like, you know, as it, when it's mutated, mm-hmm. but still have some kind of glass beaker around it with green stuff in it.
2: Right. So you have the
1: whole picture. So, yeah. So you have the whole picture. Like, so the roots broke through the bottom, but the glass beaker is still somewhat intact and there's still a little bit of green liquid in it.
0: I see what you're saying. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah.
2: That'd be cool. Yeah. That's fun. What about Mm -hmm. you,
0: Jesse? I had one of two. One, I think I'm not going to use as my prop. I'll just mention it. I liked their use of the the notebook that was kind of the that was the big MacGuffin of the movie, but it was also <laughs> mm-hmm. it was also kind of interesting because they didn't put a lot of energy obviously these are important notes that talk about the formula, but it was also like one of a series of notebooks that they already had the rest of. So I wasn't really sure why this one was so paramount to them getting it as opposed to all the other stuff that they already had. But they the- said why. I, I, must have, I must have missed it because um, I, didn't, I didn't catch what was particularly special in that notebook besides the rest of them in the beginning when they, were, um, when they took over the lab.
1: Um, he had a bunch of notes about his progress, and the notebook that she had was the last one because he had been keeping track the entire time of his experiments and his progress.
0: Oh, um, I see. So this so that yeah. was a notebook that actually focused on this particular formula because it was like the last Yeah,
1: being one. complete. Yeah, the particular gotcha. formula being complete and working. So okay. they needed that last notebook to get to the conclusion. All right. That makes mm-hmm. that
0: makes a lot more sense then. Okay. That's yeah. that's good. Um yeah. but so but I was like, nah, that's 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 a main um plot device, so I don't wanna use that as my prop. But the so I would say the other one. Um, it was a little bit more of a sentimental one. It was when he came back to the lab as Swamp Thing and he sees his uh, sister's locket and um, gets all mm-hmm. emotional about it. Like I was like, I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, it was it was kind of a weird tone shift because it just went from action like right to that. But I did like that they were trying to show that he still had feelings and he still was mm-hmm. human under there. And, right. And, um, and like, I, oh, like,
1: the monster has feelings. Right.
0: Exactly. That was exactly my <laughs> thought when I saw that. And I was <laughs> like, oh, that was really good. So yeah, I liked. I liked the locket. That was. Uh, that was a cool little. How did
1: I not choose the locket? Damn it,
2: <laughs> Jesse. We are on the same wavelength because I wrote down two things. I wrote down necklace, and Doctor Holland's book.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. I literally
2: wrote down wow. the same is you. That's
0: really funny. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) I think, though, that I'm going to actually go with the book because it would go great with the other paper props that i've chosen throughout all the other things i mean i have a silly one if you
0: needed both of them is is the um the coke that she had to punch out of the machine because the kid told her um how to do it (laughs) (laughs) that that was that was a kind of a funny little like so not necessary to the movie but like she's like i'm gonna buy a coke and he's like oh you can't kick it you gotta punch it he just punches it and there's (laughs) a bottle of coke showing up so um (laughs) For like a throwaway moment of the movie, I thought that was a pretty funny little scene. So I'll take the Coke bottle if you want both of those.
2: (laughs) Well, we can have, we can have duplicates. I just thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. We both picked the same two items. Not one, but two.
1: Yeah, well,
0: well, you got (laughs) my, you got one of my two lines. So, yeah.
2: So you guys would want the locket with their picture in it, correct? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As is. But like I said, I think I'm going ch- to choose the, the research book, the notebook. But I want it to be full of notes. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want a blank mm-hmm. notebook with a cover. I want it to have all the notes inside of it. So, mm-hmm. Understood. Yeah, that's going to be mine. Um, how about some fashion?
0: Young, hot, and an attitude that says, who cares? It's only fashion.
2: That Hansel's so hot right now. All right. I'll go first cuz it was this was hard. This was real hard for me. I um I picked the the swampy vines hanging off of Swampy's body. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was gonna pick ferrets red bandana that was wearing around his head because it was so iconic to the 80s but I think I like the vines better
0: (laughs) yeah that was yeah that was that was good um, as far as like for for a for for a few shots where it's like this is clearly a suit that he's Mm -hmm. Mm wearing. it was that was that was not bad yeah
2: Right, exactly what about you, Jesse?
0: um I didn't really there wasn't anything that particularly stood out um, the only thing that I appreciated was that they're working in a they're working in the swamp and a doing I don't know how long they've been there doing the research to um, if if their goal their goal was to make a something that was going to do i guess a version of what ended up happening and but what i love is like they're in the swamp they're in the middle of nowhere and it doesn't seem to have a lot of oversight like they have a little bit of it but it doesn't seem very you know federally you know observed or anything like that yet they have like mm-hmm. the very cliched, you know, the white lab coats with the name badges and everything like that. I love right. that it was, it looked like they're trying to have their cake and eat it too, where it's like, this, this is what a professional lab environment would look like. And it's like, yeah, that's true. But you're also in the middle of the swamp where like nobody is. So, <laughs> but yeah. So I did, I'd, I always love, I always love scientists must wear lab coats, especially if they have the badge attached to it. I always love that look. So yeah, I'm going to go with that.
1: Corey. Okay. mine. I'm just gonna go with the camouflage that the sold quote unquote soldiers were wearing because mm-hmm. I like a man in uniform. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> and it was hard to pick a fashion moment for this movie.
2: I had so much trouble. Mm-hmm, that's what for you were saying. For the longest time, I just had the bandana.
1: Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm.
2: And then I was like, "Well, Cable's white and purple dress at the end is kind of cute." But then I'm like, no, I like the vines. The vines are good.
0: Did she pack that dress, <laughs> by the way?
2: <laughs> One more time.
0: I said, did she pack that dress, by the way? Because she's she's a captive, and then suddenly she's wearing the dress. <laughs> like, did she just like? Oh, well, if I'm going to be a captive and and a dinner guest, I may as well pull out my dinner guest dress while I'm tied up to this chair.
2: <laughs> oh, I think they just made her wear. They just yeah. Okay. Her say, captor. You got a dress for dinner. Oh, we I have see. Guests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't Here, hers. It was like we on.
0: we have a we have a captive dinner guest ensemble for you. Just just choose from this right. wardrobe.
2: Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, he did have his secretary there, who was like the same size. So yeah, no. It was that's, one of hers.
0: that's easily explained. I was. I just thought that was funny that like the only time that we see her wearing that is when she's also tied up to a chair at a, at a fancy dinner mm-hmm. table.
2: Agreed. What about pacing, guys? How do you spell this movie? paced? Hmm. I thought the pacing was fine.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't too bad. It, it um, the, the movie didn't really feel its length, and uh, that's always said in a good way. And I, right. liked, I liked that. The they didn't get. They didn't get to. Didn't take too long getting to making swamp thing and or making swampy rather but um, I would say that <laughs> the only the only pacing issue that I had was I kind of already referenced it earlier on about the fact that they needed to have the and now the main villain is gonna do something transformative and they just kind of rushed that part but otherwise the pacing was pretty good like it had like the action and then they had a couple slow parts. And it wasn't too, you know, it wasn't too bad. I, I uh, although I do have one question. I hope both of you have noticed this in the movie and had a similar question mark over your head when you saw it. As far as there's one part that was kind of jarring. It's like she, so Cable's in this new environment uh, as to replace whoever um, got eaten by the alligator before that, and. She's immediately thrown into a shitstorm as the you know these right? new people are coming in or dirt are gonna you know take over. The the dude who the um, Alec who who barely knows her is like coming onto her like like a hundred miles an hour, and then he. Um, then he gets doused in the serum, and he turns into Swamp Thing. Like, like her life is just a whirlwind right now of all this shit. And I can only imagine that all she really wants to do at this point is just get the fuck out of there when she has an opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. And she, she did for a bit, but then she was like, you know what? I'm, i um, I think this is a good time to just get naked and take a bath in the swamp because why not? You know, mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's time for a good. Swamp bath scene because This of...
1: should clean me I should get clean
0: <laughs> Right Like it's not even the fact That she decides to take a bath Which was already Kind of like weird for when it happened but that she chose the swamp to do it in was even weirder mm-hmm. like what's going on here so yeah that yeah. was just the weirdest scene in the movie was that it just in the middle of all of the action while she's still being actively chased like oh, I'll, take, I'll take a swamp <laughs> bath sure no big deal now's
2: the time to take a bath I'm being chased <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly I need to relax while I'm being chased I need to get in the right headspace because being chased is very important to my character
2: development. It's very stressful. Exactly. And I need to relax and, and get ready for the chase. <laughs> just, it was just
0: wedged in here. It was almost like somebody was like, we need a scene where she is bathing naked in the swamp. And Wes Craven's like, I, I, I guess I could... Put it here in this or part. Like, we
2: need some boobs. Right. Where can we yeah. put some boobs?
1: <laughs> you can't have a horror movie without them. I mean, we've established that.
2: No. <laughs> it's like at least one set. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where's some boobs? Where can we put some boobs? And once Craven says, how about right here? <laughs> now, one of the releases didn't have the boobs. I think it was the U.S. release, and the European release had the boobs. Oh wow! Back then, so I think that was actually cut for hours, or I could have had those mixed up like backwards. But yeah, they they got a different cut than we did, and our cut did not have boobs, if I recall correctly. You sound disappointed when you say that. (laughs) <laughs> yes because there wasn't many boobs and, and I need at least one pair of boobs In my movies As Christy from Nightmare Toys likes to say She needs boobs and blood uh-huh. And since we're lacking on blood Can I please get a boob
1: <laughs> That
0: should be the tagline to this movie Since we're lacking in blood Can I please get a boob
1: that's what the, Okay that's the title <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of this
2: I'm writing it down. <laughs> but
1: they got to be called swamp boobs. <laughs> she's bathing in the swamp.
0: Right. We're lacking in blood. Can we get some swamp boobs?
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How, <clears throat> how do you feel this movie has aged?
0: I think it's fine. I mean what was what i appreciated about it is that even though it was early 80s there wasn't really a lot of very obviously 80s mm-hmm. cultural elements in it it just so in one in one sense it was almost timeless because there wasn't really anything that locked you into that era besides just the fact that that was mm-hmm. when it was made so um mm-hmm. like you still had obviously maybe like you know, with, with the phone calls just being on landlines, but that's hardly a um, a detriment to the movie. It was, you know... They're, yeah, because
2: the... they wouldn't even have cell towers out there, so... Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. That would still be happening, no but, matter when.
0: But since the uh, yeah. since the technology, quote-unquote, of the movie was based on, like, laboratory science, like, you could put that in, yeah. like, any era, and that would be fine, so if you rebooted... Right. And like movie,
2: you said, they were wearing the lab coats, so it's not like they were wearing actual, like, Street clothes. Yeah. Uh
0: And that's why the fashion moment was so hard for me because there wasn't anything like, oh, that's very 80s clothes that you're wearing. Like, there really wasn't even that. So, yeah, I thought it was aged quite well. Yeah. Maybe the uh, Swamp Thing costume could be uh, made a little bit better.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: Like I said... Wes Craven, what are you doing? <laughs> I think I think it would have survived the 90s, but I don't think you could say it's from the 2000s. I don't think you could say that and get away with it.
2: No. No, I don't think so. The 90s, yes. What do you think, if they did a remake on this, what do you think that they would do to it? To, to update it? I think a better costume. Oh, yeah.
1: I think, uh, I don't know.
0: I think it was kind of random that the. I think that they would probably have a, a, a clear, more clearly stated purpose for the for whatever that militia group was doing. Because it was almost, it was almost like they like they were working with Ritter, but then there were other times when it just seemed like they were already just there, and Ritter just kind of was using them to to help mm-hmm. get what they wanted. So, I, I feel like there would be probably more. Of a you know the the government you know Big Brother style um, intervention when the, when it was when they figured out oh he finally got the formula to work then then it would be I think it would be more of a kind of an enemy of the state style of of a conflict mm-hmm. where they would yeah. be running from yeah, like all of this so because um, I I was one of the comments was. Um, So outside of the fact that they were chasing these guys down to get the formula and basically, you know, advance their careers or whatever. Like, they had a lot of very heavy artillery for just being in the swamp. Like, what else are they doing out there? You know, they park rangers or something? Like, what's going on here? (laughs) Fully automatic mounted um, fan boats. And um with with very you know and, and grenades and everything, like what are you using grenades in the swamp for? But like <laughs> yeah, just just bring the grenade bag out and take out the swamp <laughs> thing because that's what we're gonna do now. But yeah. Oh my
2: gosh. Yeah. Yeah, all that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm not even saying that, I mean, it just, like, I'm not really saying that in, in a way of me saying, like, I don't like this movie. I thought it no, was... No,
2: I mean, it's fun, because it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it was
0: definitely cheesy, but I did appreciate what they were trying to do. It was it was kind of a, you know, just enjoy the ride kind of thing. Like, all right, you know, did, did that a few times. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. That's the only way you can about this movie, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I, li- I like this movie a lot. Uh, but if you're going to take it seriously, you're going to be disappointed.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> right. That's... You got to go into it knowing that it is a comic book and expect that.
0: Mm-hmm. That that's actually you you um, you brought up. Uh, yeah, so I think the biggest thing that they would do to change it would be. Make Swamp Thing's powers more clear As opposed to them just magically Because how did he know that he could bring people back to life Just by rubbing their face, you know I mean, did he You know, like it would be kind of cool If it was something where he maybe Like sees like you know, like a dead plant or something and he was kind of sad mm-hmm. about it and he holds it and then it just comes True. back and he's like, holy shit, I can do this? You know, and then <laughs> and then when Jude gets randomly killed by somebody you don't even see off screen and then he comes over and he's just like, you know, um, I'm just going to cup your face in my hand and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, I, I'm, I'm alive again. I was like, oh, okay, I mean, cool to show that he's got that power, but... That was just so random. Like, by the way, I could bring people back to life. Cool. Can we
2: can we just also talk about what Jude says when, when he does that? Yes, please do. <laughs> he looks up at him and he's like, oh, shit, there goes the neighborhood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did laugh at that, too. I was like, that's perfect.
2: <laughs> I laughed at that and I wrote it down as a possible epic line. It's like. Yeah, that's cute. That's cute, and he's like not scared or anything. He's just like, "Well, shit." Right? Yeah, can't <laughs> like, back just to like that... your old man scenario. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, he was he was great, and I was very glad. I'm glad that they didn't he didn't ultimately die because when I saw saw him, you know, face down in the boat, I'm like, "You can't kill Jude." He's like the only really cool character in this movie, and so I'm so glad. And right. Swamp Thing's like, "I got you, man," and he just brings him back, so it's good.
2: I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I got
0: you back, man. Don't worry. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> All right. How are we liking the story on this one?
1: The story the story is fine.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just yeah. mediocre.
1: Yeah. I
0: mm-hmm. mean, it's for a I mean, it's a comic character. They, you know, any any kind of comic book origin story, it's, you know, he's exposed to radiation or he gets struck by lightning or blah 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 happens so it's it's you know i that part you just suspend your disbelief and i liked that they put like there was an actual reason why they made the formula it worked too well it got on him it was a little clumsy how like he was trying to (laughs) run away and then he tripped and like oh and now it's on me oh no you know but um but it worked I, i i liked it you know it wasn't a um they didn't try to force it where it's just like hey look at this magic potion i i got i'm gonna drink it now oh i'm swamp thing now like at least they 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 built a they created a universe in an environment where it mm-hmm. makes sense that this existed so as far as that goes for a comic book character i thought they did a decent job um unlike as much as i love spider-man as a comic book character um this, this spider is radioactively charged. Oh, he bit me, and now I'm Spider-Man. Like, that was that's a look that's <laughs> so much more forced than just, I made this unstable chemical like, that I don't ta-da! know what the effects are uh-huh. right. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, scary rating. Obviously, not scary.
0: Not scary at all.
2: Yeah, at all. The scariest part about this movie for me is the bugs and the things without legs. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay, can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, but... What we... is up with the guy that pulls a snake out of his pocket? <laughs> he just pulls it right out of his pocket. Again. Ta-da! <laughs> yeah.
0: You're talking about the beginning, right?
1: Yes. He just pulls it out of his pocket. Because <laughs> okay. that's what you do in the swamps, I guess. <laughs> Carry around snakes in your pocket.
2: Yes, and then show them off. <laughs> what were I they guess. doing
0: to that guy too? It was just like I'm gonna mm-hmm. make the snake bite you. I, I and I feel like he made the snake bite him in his junk too. I mean, did you notice that? Like that? Like <laughs> yeah, he was a, using
1: the yeah. snake as a weapon.
0: So yeah, that was there was there was a part where I'm just like, okay, fine, the snake is attacking this guy, like he's, you know, biting him. But then he kind of reached down, and then you hear another biting sound effect, and you hear a scream, and I'm like, did he just bite him in the balls? I mean, eesh. Oh, my
1: God.
0: That was this horrifying thought. But um, anyway, yes, I agree. Um, random pocket snake, which is... <laughs> random pocket
1: snake. That could be another great title for this episode. <laughs> right? Random pocket snake. <laughs>
0: Which is not a euphemism, strangely
1: enough.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Overall movie rating. <clears throat>
1: hmm. I'm gonna
2: be stingy. Yeah, me too.
1: Yeah, I think I. I'm say like am going to have right. to say like a. I'm gonna have to say like a five.
2: Yeah, I was gonna give it a five. Yeah. As well, I mean, I'll. I watch it. i watched it often. I'll watch it again. It's not my go-to though.
0: Yeah f- 5 is good it would be I was thinking between like 5 maybe maybe 6 if I'm feeling really generous but um and that's more because even though there were some pretty weird um random parts and the tone was all over the place I at least they at least wrote a Somewhat coherent story, and it wasn't, mm-hmm. it didn't get, it, the, the story itself didn't get out of hand, and I appreciated that, that it was, it was pretty well focused the entire time. And, um, yeah, so, but, but there was some, um, uh, there was a lot of question marks, and, and considering that Swamp Thing barely, like he, I think he's like at the 41 minute mark before he actually, um, is in full shot, and, mm-hmm. um, I would say that it's, it, it, there, there were some parts to be desired. So yeah, I'd say yeah, five and a half. Yeah.
2: All right. Yeah. So we're pretty much in agreement. Not the worst, not the best. Exactly. All right. I have a few fun facts for this one. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So Dick Durlock, who played Swampy, also played the agent that was leaving the island when Charlie and Cable landed the helicopter. So he had a little non-swamp cameo in there. And as I mentioned earlier, he also played Swampy in the Return of Swamp Thing, but also the 1990 TV show that they made. Okay. So he played this character more than more than once. Louis Jordan also reprised his role in the Return of Swamp Thing. I mentioned that one. This was filmed at Cypress Gardens in South Carolina, except for that boat chase scene that they had, remember? And that was just on a little lake outside of Los Angeles.
0: Are you talking about with with the grenades and everything?
2: Yep. Okay. Yeah, so that part was in L.A. And if you look at it, once I read that, you can tell it looks different. It doesn't look like the same place. Mm -hmm. It's not a swampy. (laughs) Right, that's a
0: good point, because there were, you know, trees kind of all intermixed.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. And this was their little thing was just, it was so much more wide open.
0: It was more of a bayou than a swamp, is what you're saying.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So... This was made to be an homage to the 50s monster movies. Whether they succeeded, I'm not sure.
0: Well, was it like
2: Creature from the Black Lagoon? I was just gonna say, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. (sighs) The screeching sound of the animals is the same sound effect that they use in the howling. Have either of you seen the howling? I have not, I don't think so. Oh, it's good. I don't really like werewolf movies, but this one's actually a very, very good one for me. So you guys got to check that one out. It has D. Wallace in it. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And her, her late husband. That's where they met, or not where they met, but they weren't married yet. But so they played a couple in that movie as well. So yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> where they filmed this. There was a quote black caterpillar plague, and so wow, they caterpillars were in the trees and in big clumps, and they would just drop down on your head and sting you. Jesus, that is terrifying! Yeah, like I, like <laughs> I said, maybe that hate bugs line was hers, <laughs> <laughs> maybe she just said it <laughs> after this, right. <laughs>
0: Like like I could just see them arriving on set and for the first time they're being told, just so you know, there is a chance that a black caterpillar will land on you and sting you and be like, that's it. I'm out.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Wes Craven was not familiar with the Swamp Thing comic books because he grew up in a very religious household and comics were banned in his church. So hmm. he didn't grow up with comic books because they were forbidden in his upbringing. So he didn't know about Swamp Thing until he was going to do this movie. Okay. And Tori, I, I love this one. Mm-hmm. So Wes Craven's daughter actually responded to this scene when, Abel is running and she falls down twice. And he said that she turned to him sternly saying, Daddy, girls don't fall down when they run.
1: Mm -hmm. That's awesome.
2: And first of all, it reminded me of something your daughter might say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But he said that he never forgot that. And that's why he never had him do it again. (laughs) That's great
0: too because that's such a cliche in these horror movies whenever a female character is getting chased that she'll stumble or whatever it is right it's it's and it
2: is and his daughter who was quite young at the time was like girls don't do that or she wasn't like too young but she was not fully grown i don't think but yeah girls don't fall down when they run
0: that's awesome though and it's great that apparently that resonated with him enough that when he made future movies, he didn't Mm -hmm. incorporate that. So that's great.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Well, that's all I got for the fun facts. Okay. Do you guys have anything else you want to add about swampy or swamp Uh -uh. thing (laughs) or missing Uh -uh. arms or bugs Uh -uh. or Uh -uh. snakes? I think,
0: I think we did it, did it a, gave it a good once over. So yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. How about some shout outs? Okay. First of all, of course. Jesse. Well, <laughs> our main man, our producer and current guest. We love you. Thank yes, you. Yes,
0: likewise, back yeah. at you. It's uh it's great to be able to do this uh, as in be able to actually talk about movies. Um, yeah. I do I also do like when when Summer basically invites me. And this is not me like slamming these movies at all. I'm just not very well versed in a lot of the movies that they choose to watch. Mm-hmm. And I just love it when I get a text, and you're like, "Well, we're gonna be watching, we're gonna be covering Swamp Thing, for example." And we were just wondering if you would like to watch it and talk about it with us. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I, "Sure." It, that was really just my thought. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a whirl. And it, you know, was available <laughs> online, and checked it out, and it's it's good because it gives me. I remember Tori talking in an earlier episode saying how this podcast has kind of given you incentive to watch movies that you otherwise would not have seen. Yeah. And you can kind of pay attention to things in a different way. You're not just watching it and kind of, you know, shrugging or half paying attention to it. You're actually watching it with like, okay, I need to come up with talking points about a movie and it kind of helps the way you watch movies. So I really do appreciate doing this and uh, hopefully I can, do this again. So absolutely.
2: Of course. Yes. Well, I mean, you said that you like the evil dead movies and stuff. And of course we want to have you back for, for that, but that will be a while. And I wanted to have you back before that.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate
2: that. <laughs> and, right. And I knew that some of the other movies that we talked about doing, you weren't like too crazy about such as, I think cabin fever was one of them. Yeah. So I'm like, but, but I'm like, I think you might like swamp thing a little bit more. Mm.
0: It's it's not the problem with cabin fever is that it it was it was a little too disturbing for me. There's like Eli Roth. I appreciate his craft. I really do. I think he's very talented, but his style really kind of it it's. I don't like walking away from a scary movie feeling all like icky and gross when I'm done. <laughs> yeah, and that's what his movies do like like if a movie's just got like some scary thing being chased or whatever and you get like that adrenaline rush and those jump scares and that like that's fine Mm -hmm. but then when it's over you can be like okay now i'm back to normal but his are like he tries to make them (laughs) very believable and so you're just at a point like i don't want to i don't want to see or touch anything right now i don't i just want to go over here in the corner and just like fall asleep it's 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 a, it's and I and that's a testament to how good of a uh, of an artist that he is. I just yeah. So Kevin right. Fever, the one the the one and only time that I watched it, I just remember being like, Ugh, God, that's there's some there's some parts in that movie that I just did not did not sit well with me. So.
2: <laughs> well, it was like Wes said in his podcast. Shout out to Wes and Kevin from It's a Horror Podcast. He said, when talking about Eli Roth's work in general, he said, Eli Roth takes a lighthearted situation and fucks it all up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's very well said. I, I agree with that.
2: <laughs> Completely accurate, right? Totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, my point was, you know, I want to pick movies to have Jesse on that I know he'll at least somewhat enjoy. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'll... And... So, and- I was gonna say, unless it's a movie that's you know, that I've already had an aversion to. I mean I'll you know, I'll I'll watch any just, just about anything and give it a shot. I just already right. knew what to expect for Cabin Fever and I didn't want to watch it again to get to get right. Out.
2: <laughs> Yeah. Right. I have movies like that where I'm like, nope, I'm not watching that again, not ever. Why that bad? Nope, that good. <laughs> that, that is how it happens. Nope, that's good. So, Jesse, we love you. Thank you. Back at Mm you. Love you both, too.
0: This has been a lot of fun. So Yes.
2: Yes. So much fun. We have to talk about uh, the Nightmare Toys store in Las Vegas. And Mm -hmm. Christy is about to have her grand opening in the first weekend of August. So Mm -hmm. please go check her out if you are in the area. Mm -hmm. What else? check out like i said the it's a horror podcast they are awesome and i look forward to their episodes every week i'm just i get so excited when i get to listen to one i actually save it for when i know i can really focus on it <laughs> i don't just listen to it i just i'm like when when am i going to really want to listen to this to enjoy it and then Check out our other friend, Brian String, at the Saturday Night at the Movies podcast. They've been doing some fun movies lately, so check them out as well. And uh, Jason Shepard, who did our fantastic logo. He is the gentleman that Tori actually met at a convention. And then mm-hmm. she liked his work so much and his personality so much that... We decided to commission him to do our logo, and we love our logo. So thank you, Jason, and check him out. Anyone else for Jesse or Tori that I missed? No, I think that's it.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, – it's it's um, as I uh, said the last time I was on, all of you who listen and the few of you who have reached out to me and um, said, you know, how much they like the podcast and that I – I greatly appreciate that very much. Obviously, I know that um both of you get more interactions because obviously this is this is your show and um obviously I just do the the behind the scenes cleanup and stuff like that. So it means a lot to me when I when I do get interactions with some of the listeners to um to what I contribute to it because, like, I never really think of myself in this podcast. I just think of myself as just helping making making it shine uh, as best as I can. So it does mean a lot to me that people, you know, point that out. And you know, I mean, I I wouldn't be able to do half the things I could uh, I have been doing without you know amazing talent like you two. And um, you you make it really easy when you you know. Sit, you guys are just talking naturally just saying all the things that you're saying i'm like this is this is gold <laughs> i can just uh, grab little bits and just turn this Tory into. it
2: spins a, yeah. a lot of gold it's good oh whatever <laughs> yes well we love having you we love having you as a producer we love having you on it's always so much fun i'm really happy that you could be on for this episode because you had brought up a lot of interesting things that i hadn't actually thought of
0: when I when exactly. I have the when I have the notes watching part, my I get very. There's actually a lot of notes that I took that we didn't even touch upon. Not that we need to. They're they're very frivolous. But I uh, that's what I like to do is I'll watch it and then I just have my little notepad out and I'm just typing frantically whenever something happens, like if I have a question <laughs> or whatever. So yeah. So I actually do enjoy watching movies that way. I just don't have any real reason to do that except like like now when I'm, you know, talking right. about it on
2: the podcast. Right. Awesome. Well, you know, we're coming up on the end of our summer series of movies. We still have a couple more we want to do. We were discussing possibly Cabin Fever, and I am currently talking with Billy about coming on for Piranha, but we haven't said an exact date or time frame yet. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, we've we're almost done with our summer already. How does that feel? Yeah. That's crazy. We've recorded a lot of summer movies. hmm Right. Wow. Time flies. Well, honestly, I'm so tired of being like hot and sweating. Yeah. I'm ready for some fall movies. Because <laughs> I'm ready for <laughs> some fall. Yep. 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 Okay. Let's wrap it up. All right. Thank you for joining us tonight to talk about Swamp Thing. I'm Summer. And I'm Tori.
0: And I'm (laughs) Jesse.
2: Producer Uh (laughs) Jesse. And you have been listening to The Dolls of Horror. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: This has been a presentation of The Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to The Dolls, send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at the Dolls of Horror or on Twitter at Dolls of Horror for bonus content. And if you really like the podcast and want to support them financially so that they can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com/the dolls of Horror for more information. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Oh, so if you're really smart, then it would make you super-duper smart, huh? And then he just drinks the formula. <laughs> like, really? Like, how smart <laughs> super are you? Super-duper smart. <laughs>
2: Swapping. Really needs you.
0: When he's talking to Cable, it's like, it's over. Oh, shit. Thank you,
1: neighborhood. Okay, can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, but... What is up with the guy that pulls a snake out of his pocket? (laughs) He just pulls it right out of his pocket. Again. Ta-da! Yeah.